Hello. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Aaron. And Nicole, this is Dude That's Fucked Up. Hey, guys. Aaron did like magic fingers or something. It felt like, oh, my God. Wait, what? I have to tell you, my friend was just in Vegas for a bachelor party and he went to Chris Angel Mind Freak. No. He's like, Stop. I have so many things to mind for comedy. He said there's like clearly plants in the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How embarrassing. Like, I knew it would be a cringe, but like, I now I got to see it. Like, I was thinking, like, oh, it's cringy because it's probably not very good. And now I'm like, no, it's so bad. I have to see it. You yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, mm. Yeah, I think that's like too much cringe for me, to be honest. I, I don't think I could do it. I think I could do it only because now I know like what to expect. I think if I would have thought, oh, this show will be dumb, but I want to see it. It's probably like fun dumb. And then I went in there and like he's clearly picking out like just like these women that have been planted in the audience as his like, you know, assistants <laughs> or whatever. It's like, okay. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like so I could wild. just picture it's like their like titties are out and they're wearing yeah. like fashions from 2008 you know yeah. like from a place called fashions at the mall <laughs> with a Z yeah <laughs> I don't know uh, uh, fashion uh, it's so you know and it's so hard because people think that that's I, people don't know that that's fake and I'm just yeah. like what like I just feel I get so many like TikToks and stuff sent to me that are clearly fake. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to tell the person like, th you know, this isn't real, right? But I don't. I just say, oh, or, or I don't say anything normally. I just don't even respond. But, you know, it's just like when people share something that's like funny or whatever. And then you look at it or like you come across a video on TikTok that's viral. And it's like very clearly actors. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, like, it, it's, like, the bit, though, that is funny, you know? Like, even if it is fake and you know it's fake, it's still funny. I don't know. Like, I don't May know. Well, yeah, I guess I don't think it is. If it's if I know it's, like, inauthentic, like, if it's yeah. too obviously inauthentic, I don't think it's funny. Yeah. I'm Because like, then I'm just like, oh, this acting's bad. Mm, mm. That's but fair. I'm a comedy snob, so what are you going to do? Yeah, that's fair. Um, well... <laughs> Those are our thoughts and opinions on magicians and TikTok <laughs> trends. Just a quick little hot take for you. Yeah. Um, right out the gate. Yeah. I, pff, shit. But we actually do have a, a literal topic today that we, we will talk about. Um, yeah. It's like very timely, but also like the fabric of America, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Our I history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's just, you know, we're we're winding down the pod. Yeah. And we're just like, let's just do whatever we want. <laughs> Which we did anyway. Which we always do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my goal was like the last two regular episodes, let's do stuff we think is important, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So we can like solidify that in history for in perpetuity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also something that's, like, interesting. Because that's the other thing, you know, like, some of these things we've shied away from, maybe because it feels like it's too much work. You know, we're a comedy podcast, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So the research we do is just, like, us doing it in an, in 
in like Google Doc, you know, and we just are finding things and um, having thoughts on what we find. And that's pretty much it. And so sometimes it feels overwhelming, like, oh, you mm-hmm. don't want to like not do this topic justice or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like maybe we've steered cl- a little bit clear of like super important stuff sometimes for that reason I have. Like, if yeah. it feels too, like it's going to be too much. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I mean, this, like, everybody knows that we're not, like, investigative journalists or, <laughs> uh, you know, writers for the New Yorkers. So, like, yeah. I think. And if they didn't, have, now they do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the disclaimer, I guess. But, uh, you know, this, like, today we're going to actually be talking about labor unions and yeah. the creation of like how we got to the eight hour work week or yeah. I mean the eight hour work day, I should say the 40 yeah. hour work week. The goal is which, eight hour work week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I know not, not <laughs> there's very privileged people who are actually able to like work nine to five. <laughs> they work and for then, the government and they work for the government. And yeah. you know, there's like people who work in all different types of industries that are, very dangerous, very uh, soul sucking, and yeah. that are dangerous that shouldn't be like yeah. being a teacher and uh, mm-hmm. you know working at a restaurant, working at a like a Waffle House or something, a convenience store, a convenience store. Yeah. yeah. So a uh, lot of work to do still with like yeah. <laughs> all that, but we do have. We want to talk about like the history of it. Um, yeah. And how we, how the, like, how the fuck were we, how were human beings functioning before with the absolute garbage that they had to deal with during, like, the Industrial Revolution when all this shit started hitting the fan? Like, with no distraction of dumb TikTok videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) they literally did not have electricity, and it was all just, like the worst conditions not just even at work but at home too like it was bad it was real bad no just everything was really bad (laughs) um (laughs) but people didn't know it could be better I mean there was no you just that that's just what it was for everybody you knew personally you know what I mean yeah like Uh, in your socioeconomic class or whatever yeah it's uh just like a lot of really fucking horrible um my like just the like brainwashing that we have like the conditioning that has happened to like I think people in general about work like working and the purpose of being on this planet uh it's not to work it's not to work yeah it really isn't, despite what, uh, you know, Rising Grinders will tell oh you. God. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but, you know, we had uh, a lot of fucking horrible men in charge of everything for and still do for a very long time. So, yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to get into it all. Yeah. OK. Real quick before we get into it, I mm-hmm. do just want to thank everyone. We've gotten so many oh. lovely messages like about the pod ending and just people are sad but happy for us and it's very sweet everybody's been sharing like very very kind overwhelmingly like sweet 
things yeah. and it's been so nice so thank you for reaching out everyone who has reached out on instagram and an email and you so know. fucking awesome i've been bitch i've been crying yeah <laughs> me too i know i was Everybody's like i think so i'm sweet. fine and i am fine you know mm-hmm. but like you know it is just hard still and i'm gonna miss it so much because and change is hard even if it's yeah. like the natural like mode it's still really hard you right know? even if it's something we both cho- chose to do mm-hmm. like it still is a hard thing mm-hmm. so and I think that's interesting and has been mm-hmm. making me it's just like a very good life lesson like even things we choose can be hard sometimes so things are just going to be hard sometimes and you just have to weather it like and it's not even like that it's hard in a way that's uh like uh, you know, like sometimes things are hard because you have a like you're dreading something. Yeah. It's not that I'm dreading it. It's just like I feel like I'm not even I haven't even like fully grasped that we're like ending this thing. But like people yeah. like, you know, like friends and family are like, oh, my God, like that's okay? crazy. Like, yeah, like yeah. that, like you guys have been doing this for so long, like almost seven years. Like I can't imagine you not doing this anymore or whatever just like you know it's just it's just an interesting like like state of mind that I'm in right now where I'm like oh yeah like I guess it has it like I'm just like oh yeah like we're just we're just gonna like do our thing now and like I don't know yeah it's it's I could feel some emotions bubble up when we signed on today like yeah we only have a couple of these left. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I could, yeah. I can feel it. It's there. There's like a low hum, mm-hmm. like a vibration of of emotions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was hard today because um, someone in the Jane Club, um, my friend Emma, was mm. like, "I love your podcast." You know, like I've I've told you, like she's been making jokes and stuff, and she's she used the word conflagration in a sentence today on purpose. <laughs> she's like, "I've been." After I obviously lost it and after she was like, oh, my God, I've been like planning this since I heard you say it (laughs) like I needed to use it in a sentence. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was so delighted. And then she was like it was like a a time where we were all connecting. And so she was like, I want everyone to listen to Nicole's podcast. Uh And I was like, oh, my God. And and she's like, it's so good. Blah, blah, blah. You should all listen. And, And then I was like by the way, <laughs> we're ending it. And she was like, no, but she has a whole backlog because she newly yeah. discovered it. So what a treat. She could spend the next seven years listening to it if she That's wants. That's true. Um, yeah, you could stretch She doesn't it out. have to. Yeah. Hi, Emma, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just, yeah, it's uh, a lot of emotions, just kind of like like a, just a flow of them mm-hmm. constantly that I'm not really paying attention to yet super yeah. closely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. It's just been this has been our life for like, yeah, and it's been like kind of you know this like uh, not central point of our lives. It's been like this. It. I mean, it ha- it has in a way, but not in a way that's like, I don't know, not in a way that's like all consuming, all consuming. Yeah, like yeah. real, like in your in your face. So yeah, it's not. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. But. Yeah, it's just, no, I know what you're saying. It's ki- it's just like something we do every week. And like, yeah. it, there's no one else putting pressure on us but us. And so yeah. no one else has been like steering the ship. I think if, you know, we were ha- having, you know, to like do things for it. Like if we were mm-hmm. being managed and like had appearances or, you know, if we like 
had stuff we have to do and we had to answer to someone else, maybe it would have felt different. But it's like nice that it was just like yeah. always a fun, chill thing. And yeah, it never That's turned why into it was something. So fun. Yeah, yeah. It never turned into something that felt like a slog, you know, or an obligation or like an obligation. Just, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just like a thing we were privileged enough to do every week. And like we were so lucky that like I, I said last last week, like, yeah, we like built this like cool thing. And then like yeah. we have this like awesome community, too. That's just amazing. So, yeah. What a treat. What a treat. I know. I, I just feel so lucky. I know. And Ugh. I yeah, I mean, I can't I can't even believe we did it for seven years. Yeah. So, OK, well, that's that. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so back to the topic to, at hand. Yeah, back to the topic. I just wanted to make sure we said yeah, thank you. Yeah. I forgot. Good call. Um, okay, so I did want to – so this is relevant, you know, that we're talking about unions. And, like, we're – it's all related, but it's, like, wild that it's still something that we are struggling with is that rights for people who are workers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. And I do want to congratulate SAG-AFTRA, the actors union. They just uh, made a deal with AMPTP and they are going to have like, you know, better protection for their mm-hmm. work. And that's very exciting as someone who hopefully maybe someday will be a part of that union potentially. Um, and uh, yeah, there's just been a lot of talk in the last few years, especially during the pandemic, because I think this whole idea of like, the um like essential workers and we really celebrated all of the healthcare people and Mm -hmm. the people who were on the front lines in that regard and then we completely were like okay but fuck you to like the other essential workers who we deemed as quote non-essential people who were working in grocery stores in fast food places like in convenience stores pharmacies like what whatever it is like people they, they still had to go farm workers people who were getting us food to our tables that entire time like (sighs) we were just like okay but like good luck out there here's a piece of paper to cover your face (laughs) like yeah the non-essential like worker thing was just like so (laughs) what a what a shitty fucking right euphemism to use it's like you're not yeah you're either essential or you're not essential we like how do we how do we tell you we don't give a fuck about you like to your face (laughs) We already how do we like make you say it. Uh, yeah. How do we make you say it? how do we make everybody else say that? Yeah. Like we are. You already know we don't give a fuck about you in this company. But how do we make the rest of this this country just like absolutely think you're nothing? And it's <laughs> truly so, wild. It's so wild because like obviously people were not fighting to go back to work in those instances. But people who owned the corporations that they worked for. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, you need to get back to work because like. It's like, am I essential or am I not? You exactly. know, <laughs> no, it's so confusing. It's mixed messages. And um, a, a lot of well, one of the bigger stories to come from that time period. Um, and I think it was kind of ramping up before the pandemic. But then like for during sure. the pandemic, it really caught on um, is Starbucks unionizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we actually have one of the first Starbucks locations to unionize in Long Beach. Yep. And you may have heard about it because it was in the news because Howard Schultz, he was, uh, he was like 
pro- I don't know if prosecuted is the right word, but he was um uh, he was he was training he was union into union busting basically he was union like busting he, yeah, yeah he was he violated federal union laws because mm-hmm. he was trying to incentivize workers who weren't looking to unionize with like raises and you know promotions and all these things that he could like dangle in front of them and that's illegal you can't you can't treat people differently so they don't unionize that's yeah not legal so he and got the same thing and the same thing happened with uh amazon like the warehouse mm-hmm. workers uh yes. went on strike and they th- like the same thing happened they like tried to bust the the well, there wasn't a union yet, but like yeah. he there, like Jeff Bezos was like actively trying to like make sure that they didn't form a union. And that was like pretty bad. And that was all over the news. And and they did they it did, right. They eventually did. They they did uh, form a union, I think, only okay. for like one, like like for a couple warehouses, like in uh, like on the east coast i can't remember all the shit this yeah, was like in the throes of the pandemic so there was no, just like yeah. it was just like horse shit all the time <laughs> there isn't an overarching amazon union no uh, no no it, it may be and there isn't a starbucks one necessarily either no it's, it's like, like individual yeah. yeah individual store individual yeah. warehouse whatever but yeah. like a- hello amazon like they should you know, we've talked about this before, but it's just like, I mean, look at the conditions that they're working under. Like people were dying because they weren't allowed to be taking breaks for food or to use the restroom or to drink water. And it was like, why would we have conditions like that in the fucking 2020s? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this, this was is, not related to the pandemic at the time. It was just what it was. It was just like literally working for Amazon in a warehouse and people mm-hmm. were fucking dying. Well, and it's like they they create this is why billionaires are absolutely garbage, garbage. And they should not exist because all of their all their money is made off the backs of these these people who are like they're treating like absolute dog shit and like make very little money so that their profits will remain as high as possible you cannot i i was like getting into this with pete the other day because he's like well i was like there are no good billionaires and he's like well no there might be and i'm like no (laughs) period you cannot if you have made that much money you have exploited people Mm -hmm. or resources Mm -hmm. both of which are tragic there's no way to ethically become a billionaire there's no way to ethically become like a, a like a a very wealthy person it's not passive like it is right, it is right. actually like you have to have i mean it eventually becomes passive you know because you're yeah, you yeah. have to do sure. make x y and z decisions to create the initial wealth and then you yeah. know build upon it in whatever way so that all aside yeah this is exactly what was happening back in the like early 1800s like yeah. and and during the industrial revolution this was it people that were in charge of all of the industries were you know what we they weren't considered they weren't billionaires back then because their dollar was not the same but right. they would they would have been they would have been yeah with inflation with inflation yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. like all the railroad tycoons and mm-hmm. the bankers and stuff like all yep. those people were the, the equivalent of yeah. the of mm-hmm. the Jeff Bezos of today. Exactly. 
Um, okay, so yeah, we're talking, and this is like all not a coincidence that we're talking about the eight-hour workday, also the five-hour work week. They kind of go hand in hand. Five-day work week. I mean, oh yeah, five-day work week. Um, because it was through unionizing, so mm-hmm. it's it's all related to everything that's happening now, and it's very interesting to look back on it now. I think. So at the height of the Industrial Revolution, like around 1890, the government started tracking workers' hours in the U.S. And they found that the average work week for full-time manufacturing employees, and these are people doing manual, it's manual labor at this point, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And the conditions were not good. Uh, But at this point, people were working, men were working, for the most part, 100 hours and 102 hours for building tradesmen. Like that was the average. That was the average, 100 ish hours a week so the only day of rest if they were lucky was sunday and that's for the lord obviously <laughs> um so that was not a day of rest in my opinion because you had to spend a long ass time at church um and then that meant that sa- monday through saturday people were working almost 17 hour days and this is not like in an office with like snacks okay like, this is manual labor, dirty, physical, like, bleary to in the dark. die. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is like. Potential to lose a limb. Yeah. Limb losing. Like, bad stuff. Potential um, to develop the black lung. To yeah. develop any kind of disability. Like. Yeah. Like, crazy, crazy, crazy. And when we say like an industrial job, this ranges from like every job, you know, it was like construction type stuff. It was um, coal mining. It was mm-hmm. railroad building like any any sort of it's even textile textiles, like work, meat like factory, like lumber, whatever, because yeah. that our, yeah. our country was like literally being built from the ground up and yeah. being built by all of these people. Yeah. So, OK, how did we get how did we get to that point where people were working 100 hours a week. So first off, I got to give a shout out to my girl Samantha from the American Doll Collection because <laughs> she is <laughs> she's the one along with her neighbor Nellie who taught me a lot about what I still know about the about the uh, industrial revolution. I love um, it. And again, we are already said this, but this is like just truly a very fascinating time in history that is very relevant to now and we should be studying very closely. And I feel like mm-hmm. I do not have the education about this that I would like to have, which is mm-hmm. why I'm very excited about today. Yeah. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to Kim Kelly, a journalist for Teen Vogue, who wrote an article that I pulled some stuff from and cool. a very good article just about this time period and all of the things that were happening. I love it. Okay. So we talked about the Chicago fire in the barn burner episode Mm -hmm. and the industrial boom wasn't obviously just happening in Chicago. It it was happening all over the U S and in lots of different um, avenues, you know, like the, the, there was like city specific stuff, but then like farmlands and stuff were really Mm -hmm. getting developed and set up. And so this, it just was a huge boom. Um, for all of America and that meant that there were 
there was lots of men who were wanting to make lots of money in the fastest and cheapest way possible. Like we were just talking about mm-hmm. capitalism, obviously, which meant that um, they were creating a lot of, quote, opportunities. And this meant waves of immigrants and like poor Americans, like white Americans mm-hmm. were flooding to these places to find jobs and like hopefully get their little piece of the pie not fully realizing it's a rat race and they'll never make money they will just survive yeah and these were free white people who are able to move yes from town to town to seek their their quote-unquote fortune yes or to find quote-unquote better lives exactly yes and and also like you know waves of immigrants look coming looking for a better life having family here that was like i'm coming to chicago like come meet me there like Mm -hmm. we'll have jobs we'll be wealthier than we are where we are and like maybe it was better maybe it wasn't Mm -hmm. um and it, it's also reminding me, like, because we're kind of, like, paralleling this now. Like, we were paralleling this in the early aughts, mid-aughts, with the tech boom. Like, where everybody was getting super excited about this promise of, like, a new life in Silicon mm-hmm. Valley or in the tech industry. I mean, you could live mm-hmm. anywhere, you know. And all these people rushed to get in on the ground floor and get these jobs that they were hoping were going to pay more money and build these things and just become like super wealthy and famous and interesting before we even figured out like what that meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now like all this stuff is falling apart. Like we cannot keep up with what we have built people are losing jobs they're doing mass layoffs at all these companies they have been for the last like 10 years now Mm -hmm. um because nobody was building this with with the intention of it being long term or for the good of the people or for the good of the public you know like they just were building it and trying to make as much money as they could make off of it to appease their advertisers or their board or themselves and now we're all fucked like it's just this big fake house it's a house of cards yeah i i knew back in like the early like you know 2000s when facebook had that uh that's the slogan move fast and break things i was Mm. just like this seems foreboding uh why are we breaking like i i love i love that vibe of like yeah fuck yeah let's like disrupt the system blah 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 like i also hate the like um status quo and that whole entire you know uh we only do it this way because this is how it's always been done kind of thing but also like we gotta you gotta make sure that (laughs) You're setting everybody up for long-term success and not exploiting people while doing while it's, doing the breaking. It's like, yeah, save that mindset for your 24-hour hackathon. Yeah, 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 you yeah. You know, yeah. like, that's fine. That's, okay, we like the vibe for that because that's how yeah. innovation and, like, new things are created that then you could test out long-term in within the guidelines and guardrails of, like, systems that already work. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it was people getting notoriety and more money than they could ever have dreamed of too quickly and just becoming these, like, villains, essentially. Like, 
And and I and honestly, it is very parallel to what it was back in in yeah. you know the turn of the century because everybody was like very anti-regulation. Mm-hmm. This is like you know, it, the the myth is that you need to have like open everything to make sure that creativity and commerce flow. And I mean, sure, maybe to some degree. Like, that's the, like, idea that capitalism is built on. But, like, having regulations, like, having rules and regulations are there for a reason. Like, so that people don't fucking die. So that, you know, robots don't take over everybody's (laughs) jobs in 10 years, you know? Like, so that uh, people don't, uh, you know, become domestic terrorists with like stochastic terrorist like like vibes like on the internet like come oh, on yeah yeah we need some rules i'm fine we need some rules we need I, I like rules we need some regulations and yeah. so the but but like to parallel that like back in the you know these these times in the industrial revolution and turn of the century they were just like you workers are yeah. lucky to have a fucking job yeah you lost an arm here i don't give a shit Oh, you don't you have, still another have another one? You don't have another one? Get back to work. <laughs> like, literally. like this is... you, you might want to stop crying. Your hand is full. I don't know how you're going to blow your nose. Yeah. Whatever. Like... <laughs> your, 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 the, the hand you have left. Yeah. Keep that one intact, okay? Yeah. yeah. Don't get snot all over it. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah. you know, uh, and, and also because the first questions you think of, like, are why weren't people, you know, upset or challenging this initially or whatever? And or or why wasn't it faster or whatever? I don't know. You, uh, It just like makes you wonder, like, yeah, how were people like you said in the beginning, like how were people surviving life at this point? Like when Barely. all you did was work all day and had no activities. People drank Barely. a lot, I think, probably. Yeah. Um, um, well, yeah, there was a lot of there was crime was rampant. Yeah. Alcoholism was rampant. Like you know, brothels and stuff. All kind, like just everything. People just like were having a hard time. Yeah, and yeah. this is when you see like the rise of like socialism, mm-hmm. which you are also seeing now. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Like, come mm-hmm. on. Like everybody read a fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But also people are tired. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And so that's the other part. It's like if you're so da- like downtrodden and you're so browbeaten and just like can't even fathom the energy to like think about your situation you know you don't want to also Mm -hmm. like because that's really hard and I think that's kind of like where where we were at it's like we do come from a long history of indentured servitude like the U.S. Mm -hmm. specifically Mm -hmm. um you know coming from England and and a lot of other places in Europe I guess for the most part in Ireland had yeah. a huge population of indentured servitude like that was how their like judicial system worked like you yeah. get you get in trouble for you know whatever crime you're sent off to the colonies right <laughs> that was that was like the for free labor your, yeah and then yeah. you know you're you're sent to either America or you're sent to Australia whatever Russia still does that shit mm-hmm <laughs> Um, they send people to labor camps. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
so yeah during this time like we already kind of had that so maybe it was like okay well I'm I'm working for myself I have my own home I'm making my own money maybe it felt like a step Mm -hmm. up even though it really truly wasn't much Mm -hmm. of a step up and then of course on American soil black people were still enslaved uh, at this point Um, which is to say all of this is to say like people who were marginalized you know like immigrants black people like uh, were still being exploited still working super hard for little to no pay and it just like remained status quo and it Mm -hmm. worked to the benefit of capitalism like so nobody nobody at the top was wanting to change it and then it got worse because the stock market crashed in 1873 and that really threw rich people into a tailspin because they were like fuck they had to lay off tons of employees um they were just like hemorrhaging all this money everyone was panicking not knowing what to do and they were looking you know to to protect their bottom dollar and um that also created a very hard environment because it then it created a lot of competition who's gonna who's gonna underbid on this work who's gonna work for the least amount of pay and it drove down people's uh, wages and it also increased working hours because if you were willing to work a 20-hour shift and your neighbor wasn't guess what you get the job so Mm -hmm. it just was really bad (laughs) really everybody's expendable everybody's like bloodthirsty yeah it is it's gnarly out in these streets okay (laughs) gnarly yeah and then like in the early 1800s starting in boston um people were pushing for reform so like we're going back uh, this had already been happening because people were already trying to push for a shorter work day. They were like, we need regulations. Yeah, people all through the tired. 1800s, starting early, early 1800s, people, like, it was bad for, like, yeah. the entire century. Like, yes. eight, from the early 1800s on through, you know, the turn of the century, it was mm. decade after decade of bullshit. Yeah. And early 1800s is where, like, there's, there's, I think the very first union of uh, strike happened in Philadelphia. Mm. It was like a like carpenters union or something. And that was like 1835 or something like that. And that was when people were like, oh, we could just like go the fuck on strike and tell like everybody to suck our dicks. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Yeah. I think they were like, I think it, it was scary. Because mm-hmm. people yeah. like a lot of these, the I mean the corruption during this time was insane. All oh, the, they would like kill people. For yeah, this yeah. Shit. Oh, they would just have you killed. Yeah, they would just have they you. They would killed. run you over in the street after you were yeah. leaving the pub or whatever, and not yeah. think twice about it. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah the the what were they called the like bo- bosses? They were, yeah, the yeah the union bosses. Yeah, yeah. union bosses. Yeah, um, and so yeah, they just it was a brutal time but like you said they were in pockets here and there especially in big cities so like philadelphia Mm -hmm. boston was a big one chicago new york city um they were like starting to unionize in certain industries and obviously things in these places were also just like really bad um Mm -hmm. because they were so densely populated so everything was just like that much more frantic 
And Boston was able to unionize a little uh, to some degree. They were able to get a cap at 10 hours for the workday. Mm. Um, I don't know if this is specific to a, a certain industry or if it was just in Boston in general. They were able to cap. Mm-hmm. I think it's just in general. They were able to cap the workday at 10 hours. And then the other city started realizing like, oh, we can do this, too. Okay. Yeah, 10 hours? Are you fucking kidding me? I've been working 17. Yeah. 10 hours is a dream. And so yeah. like that was the 10-hour workday was like the the goal for like yes. the the whole century. M- the whole century. Like yeah. through the 1800s, that is what people were fighting for. Yeah. For fucking 10-hour workdays. 10-hour workdays on a Not local even, level. And still like there was still 6 out 6-day work weeks. Yes, so yes. Yes. So it was 10 still, hours 6 days. You're still working 60 hours and like not making fucking shit hardly. Dude. (laughs) So brutal. It's also like um, I feel like (laughs) maybe the businesses too like were interested in this at some point because they realized like, oh, if I let my employees go home and sleep and like eat a nice dinner, like a hearty meal of probably just bread and like a potato. (laughs) Then when they come back tomorrow, I don't have to train them again. Whereas if they fall into the meat grinder while they're on duty and they die, I have to hire a new. Oh, what a racket. I have to go through that whole thing again. I have to get applications. I have to interview people. Um, Yeah. So I'm sure like it worked out for them, you know, like it all it all helps for productivity ultimately. But I also want to caveat, we said earlier, like, a lot of the cities were booming. So were the, like, farmland and stuff was also Mm -hmm. being not built out, but, like, cultivated. And Mm -hmm. people were starting to um, kind of industrialize farmland. And so this was also happening on the outskirts of all these cities. Unionizing. I I mean, the South had been doing the industrialized farming for a long time with yeah, slavery. Yeah, it's just becoming more widespread. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, like slavery. like yeah. middle of the country, like like you know, right? Trying to cultivating different parts of the country. Yes, yes. This is it's just becoming more widespread, and machinery is starting to get more involved, and it, mm-hmm. it's starting to become like more of a money making thing instead of like a your family owns this. You know, it's more of a business, um, mm-hmm. and you're able to to. Join the rat race for cash, and so um, everybody get in on this pyramid. Everybody scheme. get it's- in. Yes, everybody get in. We're exploiting these resources. Yeah, for money. Yeah, because um, we're gonna pretend like this is our land. And we're, gonna we're gonna kick with all it. these native people yes. off of their yes. their yeah. land. Have you ever heard of just- corn? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna sell it. They have the- they have this thing called corn. Yeah, I'm just gonna we're gonna make the blandest version of it though. So yeah, don't yeah. worry. We're going to call it niblets also because we think that's good marketing. I think we're also going to cream it and put it in cans eventually. Ooh, let's can it. Canned niblets. Sounds mm. fun. Um, Yeah, so they're like doing, you know, they're doing all this. and But with farming, uh, obviously you don't really have the numbers of people. Mm-hmm. So they weren't, they just weren't unionizing farm work very much at all um no and like a lot of these farms like there was small family farms where they could just get away with whatever you know yeah, and yeah, like yeah. they could have their children working on the farm till yeah. forever and ever and yeah. <laughs> nobody would say anything 
Well, and you were and kind of, I guess, a little bit at the mercy of the seasons and stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was how they justified it. But there's, they just didn't have the numbers. Like, they just didn't have the numbers to be like, we want rights. And uh, I should also say, again, that um, these, like, these 10-hour workdays were being adopted in cities. And even, like, on the outskirts, they were like, no, that does not apply to us. And that does not apply to our workers. Sorry. And I think a big part of that was because of the labor that they were using. So they were yes. still using like black enslaved people um, and they were still using like immigrants, a lot of Chinese immigrants, like uh, especially with like railroad stuff on the mm-hmm. outskirts. Um, and then the most fucked up thing, and this was later, but I just want to say it now. Um, black people and immigrants were big parts of the labor movement in terms mm-hmm. of striking. They were mm-hmm. big pieces of the labor puzzle and they like were di- like promised obviously a lot of protections and rights and so they joined. They were like, "Okay, like yes, we will we will strike with you to like add more pressure." They mm-hmm. did it. The strikes worked. They weren't able to join the unions. They were kept out. The unions let them down. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Because. I mean, it's just like the American fucking uh, military and like, you know, industry. Like we, we had, you know, a couple world wars. Yeah. And we told, we told all the like immigrants and black people like join the army, join the Marines, whatever we're. You're going to fight for your country. Right. And like, aren't you proud to be an American? And then they can't, they come back to the United States and they're treated like fucking dog shit. Yeah. And they're treated like dog shit over, then they died overseas, yeah. you know, when they fought yeah. in, in our wars. But, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's, more bodies. Yeah. They're not looked at as the equivalent of a white person. Like, exactly. It's just full white supremacy, and it was rampant in this yep. time, uh, time period, obviously. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Good call on that. Good shout. Yeah. Um, so thank the unions for Ugh. and socialists for insisting on workers' rights. Like, yeah. this was, like I said, like, people were – there was a lot of, you know – People were like, we can't exist on planet Earth just for the purpose of working. Like, this is not, this yeah. can't be, this can't be it. No. This is not all there is. Um, so, in 1864, the International Working Men's Association, which also had the German philosopher and economist Karl Marx, um, big time communist, um, yeah. declared that a quote, limited workday was quote, the first step in the direction of the emancipation of the working class. Mm-hmm. Um, Chinese immigrant railroad workers went on strike for an eight-hour day in 1867. Mm-hmm. That's fucking revolutionary. Like, yeah. that was, like, they said, fuck a 10-hour work, work day. We're t- we need only eight hours. Like, we yeah. can't. We are not doing this bullshit. It's like recognizing your power in this whole mm-hmm. thing. Like, being so aware like taking a moment to really think about the situation mm-hmm. we needed railways to be built and they were pushing for them to be built quickly so that people could make money and if you held that up you had power they weren't going to mm-hmm. come fucking build it yeah who's yeah and 
honestly like, <laughs> like this was yeah and also like around this time too like you know journalism was really like there were there were there were newspapers that were in favor of like you know railroad mm. the rail barons and all these people yeah and then there was like journalism who was like we're gonna fucking fuck these guys we hate them yeah <laughs> and that was like a whole other thing so you know what word i love tycoon mm, tycoon like yeah. railroad tycoon railroad tycoon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, 70,000 New York City tradesmen, uh, went on strike for nearly two months in 1872. Mm. Um, dope. Love that. Um, in 1884, the Federation of Organized Trade, Trades and Labor Unions passed a resolution that, quote, eight hours shall constitute a legal day's labor from and after May 1st, 1886. And that's what we all know as yeah. May Day. Yeah. Yeah. Two, they said it two years ahead of time. They're like, we're going to prepare you now, but just so you know, in two years, this is happening. Here's your here's your warning. Here's your, <laughs> here, yeah, May Day. Uh, we're going to be cutting two hours, or I mean, in some cases, a lot more hours. Um, but yeah, it's wild. Yeah. And then May, so then on May 1st, 1886. Mm-hmm. May Day. Anarchist writers, May Day, yeah, and orators Lucy and Albert Parsons, and their two children led tens of thousands of workers down Chicago's Michigan Avenue ch- chanting, we're summoning our forces from shipyard, shop, and mill. Eight hours for work, eight hours for rest, eight hours for what we will. That's Hell right. Yeah. I love that chant. I love it. I Also, it's like, okay, now they're, now they're getting it. Eight, eight hours for what we will. That's like, that's the life part. Yeah, that's, that's the humanity right there. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, two days later, police attacked striking workers outside the McCormick Reapers Reaper Works. Yeah, and that like set off a whole gnarly string of events. Um, uh, of course they did, because uh, they were pr- all in the pocket of these fucking tycoons. Yeah, um, they were getting paid by. It was like they were were like a private army for all these rich people. Were. Still are. Yeah. Still are. That's. Upholding white supremacy. Yeah. Since. It's so wild that we just like (laughs) didn't overhaul this at any point. Like and we still haven't. It's so like this is the type of shit that was happening. Yeah. People. uh, the, The police were just being bought by like super rich people. It's so gross. Oh. Gnarly. Yeah. Um, there was a protest planned the next day, May 4th, in the city's Haymarket Square. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this is crazy. During the rally's final speaker, a bomb was thrown. Yeah. Like, I'm picturing, like, one of those cartoon bombs. Yeah, like, yeah, like, a pi- <laughs> it was probably a pipe bomb or something. Yeah. I don't know what people made back then. But it exploded and it killed yeah. uh, and hurt a lot of people. Yeah. Um. And then they blamed this bomb, this bombing on Parsons uh, and a bunch of anarchist people. Yeah, that couple, Lucy and Albert Parsons, who like led the Mm -hmm. um, May Day Parade essentially down the streets of Chicago. They arrested the husband and they they like blamed all of this on him. And Mm -hmm. there was like seven of his friends who were also anarchists and they were blamed. All of them were prosecuted and they were all executed. 
That's Except crazy. One killed himself bef- the night before or something, but they all died. Like they all died. Yeah, they of killed this. them. They killed them. If this is so, next time you think you, about Mayday, like <laughs> think about that shit. Yeah. I thought it was like such a benign, like oh well, okay. No, no. But if this doesn't scream to you that like they don't want you to have that, like like this is why we have to be paying attention. Of, of how people are acting in the world, you know? Like, why is Starbucks trying to shut down unionizing? Why is Jeff Bezos trying to shut down unionizing? Like, they're bad people. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they don't want you to unionize because you will take money from them and they want all the money. Well, they can't have all the money. And they're you hoarding have the power. Wealth. They're hoarding yeah, and wealth. You have, yeah. yeah. It's so insane to me and I always like to think if I was ever in a position to like be in charge of that many people's like livelihoods I would be not horrible like why why don't you want to pay people like why don't you feel like you have enough Jeff Bezos like you have so much money you're building literal rocket ships to send people to space yeah like, what are you doing? Where are your priorities? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What are we and, doing? What are we nobody doing? Who live, who, nobody who works for you can has a li- livable wage. Like, you, you're the people that drive the trucks have to piss in bottles. Like, <sighs> like what? Oh, my God. It's so wild. Okay. Yeah. Rant. I know. I know. I can't help it. Okay. Well, okay. After this, you know, after this bomb and all these people were executed, that scared the shit out of people, obviously. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, they're buying the police now. Yeah. Yeah. Intimidation by arresting and like execution is. Yeah. That's big. Not I would one. not That's go big. to a protest after that. No. Nope. I'd be like, oh, I'll think I'll stay home. Um, I'll just shout into my microphone from my. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, things got really bad after that. And uh, it, it was a slow going after that. So um, like there was a carpenters union um, and well, the carpenters union, they kind of pressed on. And in 1890, um, they and the United Mine Workers shortly after in 1902, both were uh, both were on strike, went on strike both one and eight hour day so it's like it starts happening in pieces it starts happening mm-hmm. industry by industry region by region um in 1912 it was part of teddy roosevelt's campaign platform in mm-hmm. 1916 the adamson act gave railroad workers a 48 hour work week so this was still a six-day work week um and that that became the first federal law in the u.s to address working hours in the private sector so none of this was like at a federal level level up until this point it was all local state like if your union can figure it out and you can get it good for you but that does uh not apply to everyone no um and so then in 1917 the industrial workers of the world launched a massive sawmill strike and they also got an eight-hour workday. so it was like so anytime you see people like, you know, out striking like yeah. fast food workers hotel, or whatever, hotel, hotel like, workers were just in L.A. on mm-hmm. strike during the Taylor Swift concert. I remember because yep. people mm-hmm. were like, why isn't she talking about this? And that was yeah. interesting. Um, and also GM workers just were on strike again. Like um, all the auto workers, all the auto, auto workers, workers of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were all on strike. Yeah, uh, the like the big three. Um, schools go find, on, school districts are always on strike. Teachers go on strike. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bus so drivers. anytime you see, anytime you see this in the news, like 
they're fucking they've had it like things have been getting they have getting been getting shit progressively cut from their budgets yeah they have uh had you know workplace injuries they have had you know just a lot of fuck shit happening and that leads up to their strikes like the like waffle house workers went on strike are still on strike i think um or like sporadically going on strike because they're like like physically assaulted in their workplaces they're they're like not safe working and they're working like long long shifts and are not getting pay raises they're they're like their their safety concerns are not being addressed so when people go on strike like this when they put their their job on the line yeah it's not for fucking funsies, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's not to take the day off. Okay, no. because also the work that goes into organizing to strike, mm-hmm. there's a lot, I mean, well, organizing to, to unionize, I guess. To unionize, Because if yeah. you're already in a union, it, you know, the unions kind of handle a lot of that stuff. But if yeah. you're organizing to unionize, like how Starbucks was, that's like so much work it's so much meetings it's so much like time spent mm-hmm. trying to talk to your coworkers to like convince them to do this thing with get you get on board and all be yeah. like together on it it's because pretty you have impressive. to be together it's very yeah. impressive yeah um yeah i just just the next time you see like any cuz this is this has been happening this has been a thing that's like uh worker strikes work worker you know uh there's like worker movements that have been happening yeah. in this country for like the past, you know, better part of a decade. Yeah. And they really have hit a fever pitch after the pandemic. And so this is this is why like shit yeah. got really, really bad during the pandemic, like unseen that we just, you know, go about our regular days and lives with and maybe don't work in some of these industries. And now the shit is hitting the fan. So yeah. that's why this this shit just you know pay attention next time and see yeah. what the fucking deal is with uh whoever is is on strike um, yeah another big part of this that i have to talk about yeah. uh and i'll i'll make it as quick as i can but this shit like labor has always not just been about like the like labor movements have not always just been about uh adult humans yeah children have always been a part of of these horrible working conditions since our country formed um and wouldn't you know it child labor is making a big comeback in the year of our lord 2023 there are places that have been hiring children as workers in dangerous industries um like this has also been a thing that's been bubbling up in media lately um it's been happening for a long time but like recently there's been a spate of like uh injury death to like a lot of children that have been like publicized so um according to human rights watch uh quote agriculture is the deadliest industry for child workers in the u.s yet labor law allows children as young as 12 to work legally on farms of any size for unlimited hours as long as they don't miss school (laughs) oh my god is that like okay 
That seems so, wild. Is that because people like own family farms or what? I mean, initially, yeah, this is like this is why there is no regulation on it, I think. But nowadays you don't have like Jim, Bob and Joey like working the family farm and and, you know, fucking wherever. It's yeah. like you have migrant workers and mm. those migrant workers are children a oh lot of the times or they're children of the like fa- their family yeah. families that have like immigrated and they're working the farm. Oh my god. They're working the land. It's just it's so horrible. And so like their children are in have they have to enroll their kids in school and as long as those or or not at all or they just aren't enrolled because right. they're like not people legal. Are undocumented and Yeah, yeah. yeah. I they're not yeah. Uh, so um, oh God! In all other sectors, sixteen is a basic minimum work age, and fourteen and fifteen-year-olds can only work for limited hours in certain jobs. In yeah. addition, child child farm workers can do work considered hazardous at age sixteen, while workers in any other sector have to be eighteen to do hazardous work. Um, be- and Latin- yeah, because it is immigrants doing it, so no one's mm-hmm. do- changing no the one legislation. No one gives a shit. Yeah, yeah, that's fucked up. It's so fucked. Um. Latinx children and families disproportionately bear the burdens of these weak protections. Like yeah, of we were course. Just talking about. Yeah, um, the Fair Labor Standards Act passed during the New Deal in 1938 outlawed oppressive child labor, but exempted agricultural work from <laughs> many of its restrictions. Like, oh my God! Why even fucking bother, dude? Like the like. Uh, uh, yeah. That's insane. Uh, and, uh, but it, but it's because it's like uh, it initially was a lot of these farms were right. they were families. privately owned. Right. They weren't corporate. They yeah. weren't these huge conglomerates. And they were just like it is the you know, seasonal thing too. It's like well, we only mm-hmm. need the work done these months of the year, and, and wh- then they could go back to school right, like, right. during the winter or yeah. whatever. And yeah, it's like, uh, but it bleeds over into whatever other bullshit. Um, yeah. So. Because of this, in the decades since, it's left hundreds of thousands of children in the fields. Like, oh my God. this has like been a loophole that has been just like constantly exploited. <sighs> um, and all of these um, oppressive child labor rules that were in this lab- Fair Labor Standards Act were people were st- like have always been like raptors testing the fences, trying to get them rolled back. And there was a very hard push in the eighties to get some of these labor standards like repealed or rolled back and guess who was in charge of that fucking republicans of oh, course oh of course yeah yeah specifically the reagan administration oh. um reason like eight million three hundred thirty six thousand two hundred forty three that i know that <laughs> ronald reagan is in burning in fucking hell oh my god it <sighs> why like why do you need to roll it back i just don't because they wanted the economy to boom as much as possible. Yeah. And having more bodies in right these like factories, you know, where in these industries would make the production go up and shit would be churned out. Like it's also like any time you look at this shit, it's just white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Rolling back like on the surface, you're like, oh, rolling that back. No, it's just to like support job growth or whatever. No, it is to make fucking rich white men richer because mm-hmm. they're the only ones benefiting at the end of the day, period. 
Like, it's not to make jobs. It's not, you know, and probably at this point in time, it was probably for, like, nicotine, um, <laughs> like, nicotine crops and shit in the 80s, you Dude, know? Dude, totally. Like, yeah. tobacco industry tobacco, yeah, wanted yeah. wanted uh, more kids working in the fields. Yeah. And it, there was such a public outcry about this, like, especially, like, truly because of, like, tobacco companies. Um there's like there is natural nicotine in tobacco mm. and it can it'll fuck your shit up if you touch it and you're like a little like a little child oh, you know oh yeah it yeah. can leach into your skin and like cause massive issues oh, um God. so yeah anyway um so even despite the fact that adolescents are almost twice as likely as adults to be injured at work there are still states that are trying to make it easier to hire children no like why you do like not, actively do not to work Again, like like I, like I said, like Raptors testing the fences um, in the past two years, <laughs> according to a recent report from the Economic Policy Institute, at least 14 states have enacted or proposed laws rolling back child labor protections. Um, typically, the new laws extend work hours for minors, lift restrictions on hazardous work, lower the age at which kids can bus tables where alcohol is served, or introduce new sub-minimum wages. Like... Sub introducing new like <laughs> I remember minimum like federal minimum wage when I was like working in a restaurant was like three dollars and twenty five cents or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And so if you could make it sub whatever the state or the federal minimum wage is like because it's a kid, it's like <laughs> they in Iowa, they want to they're putting trying to they already have put this new law into uh into like enacted it which allows yeah. children as young as 14 uh to work in industrial industries and with approval from a state agency allows 16 year olds to work in roofing excavation demolition the operation of power driven machinery and other dangerous occupations no <laughs> why well, can't it. adults have those jobs too it's like let the kid do the mailroom shit or whatever like and I mean, like you said, like some kids like have to have jobs, but it's just like office. Those clerk. jobs should be fucking off limits for kids. Like, Agreed. If their you need brains license, are not developed. Yeah. You're yeah. you're you're you could barely drive a car. Like, what the yeah. fuck? I no. don't know. Um, oh, my God. It's just going to cause so many accidents. Uh, Jennifer Shearer, uh, Shearer, a co-author of the EPI report, said that, quote, Iowa's new law contains multiple provisions that con that conflict with federal prohibitions on oppressive child labor. It also limits employer liability for the injury, illness, or death of a child on the job. Rude. Like, bitch. <laughs> like, like, uh, uh. someone's got to be responsible. Iowa, what the fuck okay. are you doing? And it's not just Iowa. Ohio too. You fucking. Well, we're proud, well, of, you we're proud of you for enshrining, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, abortion and legalizing weed, but. There is a Republican legislator there who is also proposing weaker laws. We hate that uh, specifically. Hate that. <laughs> a spokesman for the Ohio Restaurant Association testified that extending work hours for minors would cut down on their screen time. I'm sorry. You're making the argument that you having a child working at a restaurant is going to cut down on their screen time? Are you fucking kidding We've me? We've lost the plot. Lost we, the plot. We are. We do not know what's happening anywhere at any given time. And then fucking um, Arkansas, Arkansas, 
their Republican governor, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Fucking you bitch. Dumb I, bitch. What a twat. I fucking, hate that woman so much. <laughs> you dumb. <laughs> I hate. I hate this woman. She's a uh, human cankle. I hate Just that. absolute trash. Trash, trash, trash. She's the hate. boil on the taint of Arkansas. <laughs> On their little fucking wiener. I don't know. <laughs> well, she recently signed a law ending a requirement that 14 and 15 year olds uh, need to obtain a parent's cons- consent and state permit before starting work. Oh. Um, and she's linked the bill, oddly enough, to parent parental rights, um, saying the the government, the governor's office called the permit, quote, an arbitrary burden on parents. What? <laughs> They're like, we want your children to work. We, You want your children to work. You don't want to have to sign a permission slip now, do you? Don't, Timmy, don't bother mommy and daddy with permission slips now. You get you get your little butt to work in that restaurant right now. You go to that Long John Silver right now and you get your ass to work. You better clock in. I don't know. Oh my it's just, god. It's these fucking jabronis, these fucking taints. I can't Honestly, it's like an A plus plus in creative writing because this is a hundred percent made up fantasy like <laughs> they're ins- gonna cut down on screen time if they have a job. <laughs> Bitch, haven't you ever seen line cooks? They go and take fifteen minute smoke breaks like constantly <laughs> and they're just on their phone all fucking shift long. What a weird like, hey, parents, have you lost? Have you tried literally everything before making your child get a job to make them cut down on screen time? It's like, what? Who? What parents are just like, oh, this is my last. Yeah, this sounds good. My kids are on the phone too much. I don't know what to do. It's like get rid of take away their phone. I don't know. Like make them go have a job in a lockbox like yeah yeah like that's that's on you ask them about their day maybe try connecting (laughs) with them have dinner together i don't know like this is it it feels insane i hope that doesn't feel shady i'm just having a hot take but no it is i'm i'm baffled i'm baffled that this (laughs) is like how we're legislating is just making up things about things this shit is like so insulting to me like that this is the state of like the like state legislatures where they're writing these fucking bills yeah just being so dumb and so fucking like cunty cunty (laughs) and so like like obviously wanting to just exploit children and yeah then and then they turn around they're like but we're we don't don't abort don't get an abortion like bitch like you fucking care they do care because those kids need to be put to work in four years right when they're a toddler and then they can make their friends who are already wealthy more money that's right they don't see children as anything more than another like stream of revenue also this is like so fucking like jaded but it's also like dude these people probably don't even read this shit. Honestly, they're probably just lobbied within an inch of their lives. They're taken to some steak dinner. Someone tells them, like, just sign this and, like, we'll scratch your back on this other thing. And they go, okay. Yeah. 
Like that's where I, we're at. I like nobody sick. has morals or anything. It's all so sick, but just you know, <sighs> you have. I, I like look. Every, politics are fucked up right now, but I just yeah. want everybody to know: Republicans literally don't care if you live or die. Yeah, period. For sure. No, we know that. Yeah. Period. <laughs> yeah, we know. So get out there and vote. vote yeah, those vote. And your votes, out. your vote still counts. Yeah. Your Obviously, vote, voting is power. This is the whole thing. This is my whole thing about this. Okay. Collective power is so important. Mm-hmm. Unionizing works because it's power. And that's the only thing. The only thing that we can like fight people with money on is keeping mo- more money from them. Because that's the only mm-hmm. thing they care about. Mm-hmm. And that's what unionizing does. It says, ooh, well, we're just not going to work for you until you pay us better. And it's like they're never asking for anything out of left field. Everything no. that every union ever asks for is fair. Like I don't I, I've never heard of a union trying to swing their dick around and get something ob- obscene. You know what I mean? Well, and like the way like the, you know, the board of whatever company is going to yeah. like 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 they're going to spend it is going to be like is is that? I know. When when all it is is actually unions are calling them out on their bullshit on any change that they make trying to make them more profit. Yeah. It's like yeah, you can make more profit as long as you don't just spin it on your next yacht. Right. Why don't you, you know. Put it back into the people. Give it back yeah. to the people who fucking work for you. Yeah. So that's all. That's yeah. all. And not even all of it. Just some of it so that we can like get dental care and like maybe live in an apartment. Yeah. Or if I lose a finger at your fucking factory, I can still support myself, you know, and not have to. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, okay, so what's the future of workers' rights? Um, right now in the United States, there's a uh, naps. Pretty big push. <laughs> what? Naps. There's naps. Yeah, <laughs> big time. Um, there's a pretty big push to uh, start doing four day, four day work weeks. Yeah. Um, I think there's been a lot of data that's come out uh, from Europe about this. Like a lot of European countries have like tried this. Um, in different types of industries, um, and it works really well. Mm, yeah, <laughs> the productivity goes up. Yeah, people, the company makes more money because productivity goes up. Period. It's kind of like because people are happier because they have more time off. But but mostly, mm-hmm. I think it's because the work week is truncated, and mm-hmm. so you know, like when you have too much time, you'll wait till the last minute. Yeah, but if you have just enough time, you're like motivated to get you're motivated you're yeah just to keep going yeah yeah, yeah. totally yeah. um so that's that's growing in popularity uh, as um and probably the future movement that'll happen within the next decade or so yeah uh there's also like a lot of um trepidation and concern about artificial intelligence in yeah. different industries so uh, eliminating certain jobs, uh, certain functions in different industries is going to be a big thing. And, of course, the people who are affected the most by AI are women and people of color mm-hmm. in the workplace. So keep an eye out for that and how that affects different industries. And, you know, just look alive, you know? Yeah, yeah. Pay attention. 
Um, and then obviously, ever since the pandemic, we have seen that um, working from home and yeah. hybrid work days are, or work, work weeks even, are totally fine. Can, <laughs> totally fine. Like, they work, the, it's fine. The, the company didn't shut down. Actually, a lot of people are happier in their jobs. There's more productive more productive, more job satisfaction, mm-hmm. happier, you know, like they, it has eliminated like a lot of like, um, middle management, but mm, that's fine. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, well, other industries will come out, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I think people get so scared to not make changes because of stuff like that it's like well then all of middle management will be eliminated it's like so what we'll innovate with something else you know mm-hmm. it's like we ha- it's okay to keep moving forward and and evolving we will figure it out like and if your middle manager is like so talented and wonderful put yeah. them in a new position totally. you can figure something out yeah like- yeah, there's positions that that maybe you haven't been able to create uh, job descriptions for and fund because you're funding other bullshit. So, mm-hmm. like a whole office when you don't need yeah. to because people can work from home. Listen, get rid of that nap pod because yeah, you know no George it. just turned his whole apartment into a nap pod. Yeah, okay, yeah, and he's working better than he ever has. Mm-hmm. So I know. <sighs> okay, well, I think that's like. There's a lot. There's, There's a so lot. much. I know. That's what's hard about these types of episodes because they like f- flare up a lot of stuff. And there's just so much I want to talk about. I want to keep talking about it. But it's like, OK, well, we've talked about it enough. probably. Yeah. <laughs> we live in a we live in a very great country, but very fucked up country. We live in is the best of times. It was the worst of times, as mm-hmm. Charles Dickens said. Um, and. You know, I just, Godspeed, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Don't, if you're, if your server looks like they're 14 years old, they probably are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you're probably in Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Or Ohio. And tell, if you are, tell Sarah Huckabee Sanders to go fuck herself. Yeah. And um, she can, I don't know. She can suck my dick. That's right. She can suck my left fucking lab. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, that's it. Um, we don't even have to say follow us on Twitter. Buy merch uh, if you want it. Um, buy it. Yeah. DTFUpodcast.com. That's where our merch is. And um, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah. You have the rest of this month to listen to Patreon content if you wanted to do that. Um, mm-hmm. You could go ahead otherwise send us a little note send us a note send us a story a question we're we're do you have a question for us do you um need advice do you have a crazy story do you want us to give you a hot take on a topic that we have maybe we've discussed or haven't discussed i don't know yeah yeah like what what was something you always thought we would discuss but we never got to we'll give you like a two minute hot take yeah we'll also give you like our feelings and thoughts on any celebrity yeah (laughs) we we love that so 
But get it in soon because we're recording our first, our last episode the day before Thanksgiving. Just yeah. know that. Just know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be it. All right. Well, everybody, please, as always, stay excellent to yourselves. And each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.